Welcome to Local Matters Sports. This is your host, Sam Brooks. Got Adam Kefauver in the house today, in the hot seat. Welcome to the show, Adam. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I'm excited about it. All right. I guess I better tell them just a tad bit about you, and then you could jump on. Assistant principal at Cook High School, extensive sports career, played uh, college baseball at Carson Newman, and then found your way to Cookville High School, and we'll talk about exactly how all of that happened on the show today. But glad to have you, man. You've been on my list for a little while, so I'm glad to get you on there. And uh, had your boss on here a couple times, Max, and uh, Max Pettit, principal over at Cookville High School, former co- football coach, and uh, he is entertaining, to say the least. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be as entertaining as him, but I'll, <laughs> I'll do my best. That would be hard. That would be hard to do. He's, he, he's a good one. He he is uh, never in need of finding a word. No, you're right. You're right. Former, <laughs> so, uh, former pastor, so yeah, he knows yeah. how to talk. But uh, anyway, good to have you on the show. And uh, let, let's go ahead and dive in. You, you grew up in uh, Madisonville. Tell me a little bit about what it was like growing up there. Well, um, grew up uh, on, a, on a big farm. Uh, have two brothers, older brothers. Uh, Matt is my oldest brother. He's 52. And Josh is 49. And uh, my sister uh, is 43. Uh, What's right her now? name? Carrie. I had to say that because you. Yeah, sorry, sorry about that. Um, yeah, so uh, I was kind of a uh, an accident, I guess you could say <laughs> say that. I'm I'm 38, so there's a big big age gap with with uh, the siblings there. But uh, had a great childhood, very blessed. Uh, we we um, like I said, grew up on a farm. My dad was a vet, uh, so uh, oh. his, his vet practice was right on our property. So uh, spent a lot of time up with him, uh, helping him with surgeries and seeing all the animals and um he also had probably 75 to 100 head of cattle that uh taught me a lot of responsibility of of kind of running the farm and doing a lot of work uh at early age i was i was out helping out with uh with my older brothers and my sister uh doing a lot of chores around the farm and stuff but it was a, a great childhood uh very involved in sports uh early on probably five years old started getting into sports and uh really took a liking to that and um, continued with that moving forward and um, ended up, um, you know, playing in high school, had a pretty good career in basketball and baseball in high school and uh, eventually got opportunity to go play at Carson Newman uh, where I um, was blessed to, to um, play under a coach named Tom Griffin who uh, still talk to frequently and, and uh, pick his brain on some things. Uh, but a great mentor and, and taught me a lot of lessons. Um, but uh, – uh, after that, um, you know, ended up into the coaching field because uh, I love sports so much and, and uh, ended up coaching a lot of baseball. So six years at, at Sequoia High School, uh, with my former high school, um, and then three years at Stone Memorial and um, three years at DeKalb. I can imagine uh, growing up there in Madisonville with older brothers and an older sister. You, your brother's a little bit older than you. So a lot older, yeah. A lot older than you. I, w- I won't say a lot, but yeah. a lot older than you. Um, but it had to be, you know, you're the you're the youngster. You're That's the right. youngest. Yep. So you probably had to grow up pretty tough. I did. Yeah, I did. Uh, now, they were so much older than me, I guess, you know, being five years old, I guess Josh was uh, about to graduate high school. Wow. Uh, and Matt was already in college. So I, I, uh, I saw them some and you know, that was definitely they definitely taught me how to be tough early. Um, but no, it, it was fantastic, man. I, they they I grew up in a in a home where you know our faith was really important. Went in, went to church every Sunday, and 
Uh, my dad and mom both really, really instilled the importance of that into me and something that I, I'm very grateful for, too. Just tell me a little bit about your mom. Uh, my mom was a guidance counselor, uh, actually a guidance counselor at, at Sequoia when I was there. Uh, she bounced around to a couple schools in the county um, uh, throughout my childhood, uh, but she's retired now, and uh, so is my dad, uh, but they're still on the farm. Uh, I guess she's she's 75, he's 76. Awesome. Wow, yeah. that's awesome. So uh, Madisonville and uh, Sweetwater, you know, that big same, rivalry. same yeah. area right there, big mm-hmm. big rivalry. Some pretty notable athletes have, have come out of that area. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Andy Pennington's a big name in Madisonville. He played, had a really good uh, basketball career, uh, went on to ETSU for a little while and then finished his career at Carson Newman where I went. Um, but he, he actually coached me in basketball my first two years at Sequoia. Which was pretty cool, uh, but yeah, there are a lot of a lot of athletes at Sweetwater. I would say has a few few more big names than Madisonville does. Uh, the Uptons and uh, there's there's a, a couple names in Sweetwater that Uptons and the Browns. The, I, the Browns. I have experience yeah. with, and, and yeah. we, we actually had uh, well, Gerald Brown coach me at Tennessee Tech. I don't know if you know that, mm-hmm. but, um, and then Kippy, of course, and uh, oh, we yeah. had Gerald on the show uh, a couple. Well, it's been a couple months ago now, and. And uh, he he told us a lot about that rivalry down there. You know, oh, it, yeah. it's interesting to hear when you grow up. That's the big that's the big game in that area. Yeah, it was, and and I guess that see they consolidated Von Orr and Madisonville um, in '96. Uh, so before that consolidation happened, that Madisonville Sweetwater was they were very similar in size and had some really competitive uh, games. Um, yeah, it was definitely. I remember growing up going to those games. It was. It was packed. And in the consolidation, did uh, Sequoia come out of that? Is Sequoia, that okay? Yeah. So uh-huh. that was when that took place, and right. I, I knew it was a newer um, school. Right. How did did that change the? Did you draw some kids from Sweetwater with Sequoia, or is still? Uh, maybe, maybe a little bit, but uh, not not really. I mm-hmm. mean, they they had a pretty hard zone there with uh, with that, but. Um, I, I would say there was an interest, just like any new school, uh, kids attracted to going to a newer, newer uh, school. So was was baseball always it for you growing up? No, I played a lot, man. I played a lot of sports, uh, soccer, baseball. Mm-hmm. I, I never did play football, um, uh, basketball. So basketball and baseball is what I kind of stuck with in middle Were school. Were they trying now. to get you to play football? The whole yeah, time? <laughs> I, I, every every year I was I would think about playing and just never did. I kind of regret not playing to be honest. Really? But, um, but yeah, I always I, I, I love football and I always played like backyard football and and things like that. But I never ended up playing on the team anywhere. So let's talk about high school a little bit. You know, playing down there at uh, at, at Madisonville and Sequoia and being in that area. What what was it like, you know, being in the baseball? You you played other sports too, uh, besides football. So as a as a high school athlete in in your time frame, you're only 38 years old, so it's not too long ago. Um, what was it like being a high school athlete at that level? Well, just tw- just a few weeks ago, I had my 20 year reunion. Mm. So that was you know, oh, wow. Yeah, that was uh, kind of weird to go back and see all those <laughs> folks again. Uh, couple of them I still keep in touch with, but it was, it was cool to see a lot of other folks. But, uh, yeah, so sports in, in high school at Sequoia, you know, going in as a freshman, I was able to play a little, quite a bit on both teams, ba- basketball and baseball, you know, and, you know, that, that was just something naturally God-given. I, I was able to be pretty athletic and um, participate in those things and excel um, in, in both the sports. Um, 
the programs there at the time were not fantastic. Um, you know, I think basketball we may have won ten games in my freshman year, and uh, baseball was about the same. Uh, and you know, as we went on, a buddy, well, actually my best friend, his name's Ryan Stamey, he's a good baseball player as well, but he went on to play at Wesleyan. But uh, we. We as a as it went on, our career went on. We end up being pretty good in baseball. I'd say my senior year, we end up winning a district championship and went on to the region and um, made it pretty far for Sequoia at the time. Traditionally, it wasn't uh, fantastic, um, but no, it was good playing there. I mean, it, you know, the community um, now. Uh, uh, once I went in and and started coaching there too, um, the tradition for baseball has been a little bit better. Um, Madisonville had a few good teams before my time, mm-hmm. uh, but Sequoia it, it was it was in a rut there uh, for for a period of time. That's interesting. Um, two sport athlete at least. Um, you said you played a little soccer in there too. So are you a coach and a, a, a person who believes that uh, these kids should play multiple sports? Absolutely. Um, I actually in our coaches meeting we had a couple weeks ago. That's uh, a big emphasis that. Uh, I'm trying to put on, you know, start with our building at Cookville High School and, you know, having the relationships good enough to where we're promoting that with within our programs um, and working together to create environments where that's, you know, more feasible for kids to make the decision to play two sports. Uh, right now, I think, you know, there's too many kids and families making decisions to stick with one sport at too early of an age. Uh, it's, it's almost an epidemic in our society where there's just such an excess in – in one sport and you know you can find any league anywhere anytime uh for that sport and and these parents and families are feeling pressured and um feeling these uh, you know ultimatum if they don't play then they're not going to start uh or they're not going to be able to be as good as the person next to them if they quit uh when you're 10 years old you don't need to be having that kind of mentality is my personal opinion on that so uh talked a lot with our coaches about you know, trying to set those relationships up with whether it be with feeder program coaches or even you know community, uh, whether it be camps or some way that you can relay that message of hey, you know, one they need a break, and you know you don't need to be playing um, 100 games of basketball or baseball or whatever it is when they're 10. Uh, they they need to have a season and it be done and move on to the next or do something different. Yeah, you know the, the the off season sports, and you you mentioned it just a second ago. There's there's a league you can play in at any time you want to, mm-hmm. and which you know can pull them away from other sports that they may be very good at and, and get a lot out of. So uh, th- that's something that these families and and it actually can get very expensive. I agree. Um, yeah, you know, I, and I think you know me coaching my last few years at DeKalb and even even a little bit at uh, at Stone. Um, I saw a difference in, in kids, and, and when I say – when I kids I'm talking about are the kids that did that. They stuck with one sport from the time they were eight or nine up until high school. Their reception – or receptiveness to challenge and, you know, the hard that you need to put on a, in a program to be successful, it wasn't there because they were, you know, people call it burnout or whatever. But, you know, I, I think it has to do with the pressure that they feel when they're that age. You know, you said traveling every weekend with families, you know, financial burden, time sacrifice. Um, those kids feel that, you know, their whole family's going to watch them on a tournament on, on a Saturday. You know, they're driving three hours away. Those kids feel that 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 pressure. You know, they're doing this for me. And I, I just don't think that's healthy. It's an identity crisis in, in that sport. 
that's a conversation we need a little more time with. So we're going to take yeah. a quick break and we're going to come right back and continue that conversation. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. Welcome back to Local Matter Sports. This is your host, Sam Brooks, talking with Adam Kefauver, new head athletic director out at Cookville High School and also assistant principal. Former coach at Sequoia, played at Carson Newman, uh, also coached at Stone and DeKalb in baseball. Um, I, you know, I, I, I agree with you. And, you know, another thing, Adam, uh, to that end is um, I, I hear all the time, and I've talked about this in several shows with coaches on here, and I hear from uh, parents all the time, and kids have really changed these days and they're not the same as they used to be and you know I, I don't put any stock in that I, th- I think the expectation we have for our kids at home is what's changed mm-hmm. you're a perfect example because you grew up on a your dad was a vet and and had a farm and I can imagine when you went home at the end of the day after school even after basketball or, or baseball practice you had some chores to do at home some expectation that you had to get done that dad and mom expected you to do and uh I think kids haven't changed. I think the expectation that we have for them uh, at home has changed. And, and, you know, I've said it many times when if I ever got in trouble at school, I got in trouble at home. It didn't matter. You know, it wasn't a question of where the teacher was right or the teacher was wrong or what happened. It was you got in trouble at school and you're going to get in trouble at home. My dad came to school one time. I was in third grade and spanked me at school in front of the principal. So I'm a believer that the kids don't change, you know, whatever uh, era you're talking about or decade you're talking about kids are the same it's just the expectation they grow up with i agree 100 percent. yeah i mean, I, I mean we live in a sinful world and and i think the attack um, from the enemy is is on the family and in the home and and that's um, whether that be separated uh, parents or whether that be just like you said the mentality of of how how to raise kids uh, i think that's the biggest biggest part of it that's this change that's created some of the changes that maybe coaches deal with um you know and and make it or teachers or whoever that are um helping kids uh prepare them for their future um it it, it makes it challenging um for sure i don't know if you're familiar with a guy named uh, tony robishaw you know him um uh, the raging cajuns he's yeah he's yeah, a yeah. baseball coach he passed away a couple years ago but I actually sent a uh, a video. Um, it was on Twitter uh, to Scott Cook. Him and I talk a lot at, at lunch, and always talking about motivating kids and uh, ways that we can do that, strategies we can come up with. But he he talked about exactly about that. He was talking about how you know we live in a society that you know we're trying to create a culture of toughness in our in our, as a coach, and we live in a society where we can only do that until soft people reprimand us. 
Um, <laughs> so, you know, you're, you're trying to do what you can to make this culture where you're to prepare kids, to make them tough. He called it uh, a throwdown mentality, um, you know, it, which I, I just love listening to him. But, but I, I think that's where we're at, you know, as a coaching, I have such a respect for coaches, uh, because, um, we do live in a time where that mentality is very difficult to teach. Um, and it's needed more than ever for our kids. Um, you know, I, I firmly believe that uh, coaches are the backbone of teaching leaders and, and sending out leaders for the next stage of life. And uh, I, I think that's a huge responsibility. And I'm really grateful that I have the opportunity to help with that now this year as, a, as an athletic director and come alongside them and uh, do what I can to support them in that, in that uh, goal. Yeah, and we'll, we'll talk a, a little bit more about the athletic directing side, no doubt, because I want to hear a little bit about <laughs> your take on that, especially the school size of Cookville High School. But let's go back a little bit and get back into your, your college days. When, when in high school did you know that you might have the opportunity to move on to the next level and play college ball? Uh, prob- probably my junior year. Um, you know, I – I'm left-handed, so I pitched. Um, didn't really do any travel ball at all. Um, and my junior year, I got offered to play on – actually, it was maybe the fall. No, it was the fall of my senior year. Um, I got offered to play on this team, uh, the Pro Concepts. It's out of Chattanooga. Um, and was on this team and uh, was able to um, be coached by assistant coach that was at Carson Newman. And um, – he he really liked the way I you know my makeup of just two way player uh, outfielder hit could hit and and pitched and um, was played with a lot of really fantastic players too uh, three of them actually went to Carson with me the same year mm-hmm. so um, so that's that was when the it all started uh, I had a few looks from some other places but um, Carson Newman was the one I was pretty sold on early on wow that's cool. And, and, you know, over in East Tennessee, great university, no doubt. I've uh, known some folks that have gone there and had a great experience over at Carson Newman. So when you went in from high school and making a jump to college, you know, I love talking to uh, student athletes about that that jump because every level that you go uh, to is always a change mm-hmm. in the speed of the game. So what was your experience there? Oh, uh, eye-opening. I mean, unbelievable. <laughs> Just uh, 180 uh you know, I, my high school program was pretty laid back. Um, you know, it was, like I said, the the culture there and just the expectation and the tradition wasn't wasn't fantastic when I played in high school. Um, so going from that to, I mean, structure, struck, I mean, big-time structure, rigid uh, coach, which I'm very grateful for. But at the time, you know, being – 18 years old that's not something that you're too keen on uh so it was it was a huge adjustment just with the the workload and and the sacrifice and the commitment and all the things that you know any college athlete's going to tell you um i don't think there are a lot of high school programs that can prepare you for that a little but you know it's always an adjustment no matter what kind of program you come from in high school so it was it was definitely a big a big adjustment. So you you go in as a freshman and and in, uh, into a, a college situation, uh, you, you got a lot to worry about as a freshman coming in. Probably um, not just the sport, but books. You know, you got mm-hmm. that's got to be an important part of your life. Probably always has been for you, mm-hmm. but it is an adjustment to have that uh, expectation uh, put on you that you, you know. And when you play college ball, people don't realize it's like a job. And, and, you know, you have fun in your job and hopefully you love your job, but it is a job. 
So the adjustment coming out of high school to, to something that you love as a game and really it being a little bit more of a job and you having to do it every day and having that expectation from a coach and from academics is a lot to throw on a young 18-year-old, like you said. It is. It is. And the, and the grind of that, you don't love it all the time. You know, right. I mean, it's, it's not something that, you know, you, you look forward to practice every day. You know, you dread it sometimes, and I did. Um, but the lessons that come from that and, and you looking back, once you get out of it, you're so appreciative of. And, you know, um, going through a season with your with your fellow brothers uh, on the field and keeping those relationships and that bond that you have with your teammates is something that you'll never forget. Uh, and I know you, you know that too, uh, playing at Tech. But – um, but no, I'm, I'm very grateful for it. it. You know, Coach Griff was a fantastic coach, like I said, and still have a great relationship with him. Very hard. He's a very hard coach. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we've got a lot of a lot of funny stories about some of the some of the uh, hard how hard he is. <laughs> but it sounds like stories that you, you mentioned. Basically, you know the the fraternity that's developed when you go through four years of of baseball or football or whatever it might be with somebody you know i i've had some of those guys on this show you know that i played with and you know every time we get together it's like we've never been apart and Mm -hmm. and that's something i I think folks that don't get that opportunity don't understand high school is one thing and it's great but being you know thrust into that situation with uh student athletes from all over the place you know that you didn't know coming in is a special experience it really is and and i, I there's nothing like having a bond with people that you, when you go through a difficult situation and i think that's kind of solidifies that brotherhood like you're talking about is you're going through that together with your brothers you know whatever it is and you know even the successes that you have with with them too but but i think going through the the challenge together is what what makes that happen yeah We've got Adam Kefauver on the show today, new head athletic director at Cookwell High School and assistant principal and former coach. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Local Matters Sports. Your host, Sam Brooks, again with Adam Kefauver, new athletic director, head athletic director at Cookville High School. Um, Coaching-wise, a lot you learn along the road of coaching. And you started out uh, at Sequoia. I think you were there six years Six years, yep. Six years at Sequoia, and that's kind of your, uh, you know, your school where you grew up, or the area where you grew up. Moved on to Stone, uh, coached there for a little while. Ended up your coaching at the Cab, and then moved on to Cookville High School, where you took an assistant principal job. Um, fairly recently, I guess that was three years ago, four years ago. Yeah, two thousand nineteen. Two thousand nineteen. Mm-hmm. So um, let's talk a little bit about coaching. Um, you know, you you've been impacted by a lot of folks along the way, including your father. Um, as you were growing up on the farm and learning to play ball, um, other coaches affected you along the way. How did how much did that have to do with the, the coach, that uh, the educator, the uh, leader that you have become uh, along the way? Oh, amazing impact! Um, you know, I I feel like I probably I would argue I played for the best coach in the country to train coaches. How he ran programs, um, you know, the, the or how he ran the program was was. Uh, Top notch. Um, now I, I don't have a whole lot to compare that to, but I would argue that there's not a lot of programs better. Um, so very blessed to have that opportunity. Um, yeah, my dad, my father, my you know raising me and my mom. Um, I, I feel like we're a huge impact on that. Uh, kind of balancing that 
that truth with love and, and um, toughness with love. Um, you know, so those qualities I feel like I was able to take into coaching. Um, but yeah, right out of college, um, you know, was fixing to graduate, knew I wanted to coach somewhere, was looking at opportunities as an assistant or anything really. And, um, kind of fell into my lap. I went home from the summer and I was hanging out at the house and had a new athletic director at Sequoia and, uh, some people around Sequoia had heard that, that I was certified and wanted to be a head coach. And so I had an interview and got the head coaching job at Sequoia. <laughs> so, uh, you know, 20, 23 years old and got a head coaching job at Sequoia. Um, like I told you before, the, the program there was not fantastic. Um, traditionally to that point, uh, was, was not great. So I knew that I had a, a, a lot of improvements to make and kind of had to go in and set a tone and, and change the mentality and, create that culture that coach Griff, the the guy I played for at Carson Newman, you know, instilled into me. And, um, first couple of years were tough. Got a lot of kickback from it, you know, the hard and the challenge and the, uh, discipline, uh, especially from a group that's not used to it. And a group of parents that maybe weren't used to it, um, had some struggle and, and, and a lot of it was probably me making some mistakes because I was a young coach. Um, but by that third year, we really turned things around and, and got some kids bought in and um, won the first district championship for Sequoia that third year, um, went on to the region, got beaten in the semifinals in the region. The second year, we won the region game, went to the sub-state, um, and then the the, first, or the fourth year, I mean, the fifth year, um, we ended up going to sub-state again, and then we ended up going to state tournament. So, wow. um, you know, it, the progression was really awesome and, and gave me a lot of confidence um, in, in the things that I was doing. And then, you know, in my first year, I got married to my wife, Farron. Got um, to mention her now. Yeah. I'm going to let you get away with got, that. Got, got married to my wife, Farron, who, who you know, if, if I would say anybody in my life has been, whoever's been the most impactful, it's been her. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, being, you know, you, being a coach's wife is a very difficult thing, and she's been nothing but support a- along the way um, in whatever job I've had. Um, so um, she got pregnant with Jack, my, our, our oldest son, um, my sixth year at Sequoia, and, and she had always – she's got family here in Cookville. Um, her two sisters, uh, Tatum and Mally, live here, and their husbands. So she always knew that she wanted to get a little closer uh, and the Stone Memorial job opened up. God opened that up for me. So um, can I can I back up a, l- a little bit? Yes. It's interesting that you know you mentioned a the word there, culture, when you went in Sequoia. It's that's a that's a tough thing, mm-hmm. uh, especially when the culture is bad when you come in. But uh, that's a short period of time to turn around a program. The first two years were tough, as you said, but then you started seeing some success. That had to be rewarding for you as a coach to be able to. And that's a quick time frame. That's a quick turnaround. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a guy told me one time the the commonality of of good coaches is good players. So a lot of a lot of <laughs> a lot of it had to do with some talent. We we did have a string of talent that came through there, but but you know I I do think getting them to buy in is difficult. Yeah, and and that was something that and get not only buying in but buying into something that's hard and you know a hard way of doing things and a a, a very uh, a lot of commitment, a lot of sacrifice, a lot of discipline. 
um, which was very rewarding for me to see that happen in a short amount of time. So Yeah, that's pretty cool. Didn't mean to interrupt you there. No, con- no, you're fine. Continue on. You made um, the move. So, yeah, so we, we had our first son, and, and um, you know, like I said, God was kind of leading us towards towards Middle Tennessee, and uh, Crossville was kind of a halfway point, um, an hour away from Madisonville and, you know, roughly 40 minutes or so away from Cookville. So we got to spend time with both families, which – but. No, so we go to Stone Memorial, and and I feel like God put me in at Stone Memorial for a reason because, you know, it was a huge struggle, um, and you know I did feel a lot of confidence about coaching and my abilities, and I do I do think I I, I did a decent job, but um, the the culture at Stone was something that I just could not figure out. Um, you know, it, it I came from a culture where we had it was bad, but we had players that wanted to play. You know, and then I go to Stone and. Um, it was not great, and there just wasn't a lot of participation in baseball. Mm. You know, I was I was really trying to recruit kids to even play. And baseball, unlike other sports, if you you haven't played in a while, it's really hard to pick up. You right. know, football, if you're athletic, you can probably jump out there and pick it up in a year or so. Uh, same with man, basketball, maybe not be, but but baseball is really difficult to pick up quick. So you know, I was I was struggling with balancing my my hardness and and um you know discipline and uh toughness with to match the culture of what i had otherwise i wouldn't have any players right you know so that was a big balance uh so i i spent a lot of time in the word and really really going through a lot of struggle which a lot of times that's what happens you go a lot of struggle that's the only time you're going you're going to get in the word uh so (laughs) i was able to to get get through that and and man i'll tell you what all the places i've been uh, i haven't mentioned but I've had fantastic people around me to to help, um, you know, principals and community. Uh, cr- the Crossfield community was was great. Uh, worked with so many amazing coaches uh, there that that I learned a tremendous amount from, um, and and met some fantastic people through our church. And um, you know, I, I, that's been a huge blessing along the way of all of my spot my stops that I've made is being able to build those relationships with them. But um, but you know, like I said, the the coaching side at Stone was just it just wasn't a fit for me. So looked started looking around a little bit, and um, you know, like I said, we knew eventually we probably wanted to be in Cookville. So ended up um, taking a job at DeKalb, and I commuted from DeKalb to Cookville, or Cookville to DeKalb. Uh, so we got a house here in Cookville and started living here. I guess that was 2016. We started living in Cookville, and I was commuting to the cab. Um, but went into the cab is great culture, great baseball culture. Uh, had some successful seasons there, uh, regular season district champs a couple years, and went on. Never did get out of the out of the district when I was there, but uh, but we're really close a couple times. And um, like I said again, the community support there was was great. Um, but you know, I, while I was coaching at DeKalb, I was torn between coaching and, and my kids. You know, at that point at DeKalb, I had Jack, who was probably five, and Grover, who was three, and Liza, who was one. So my wife's at home with, with our kids. Um, sometimes I, you know, go three three days without even seeing seeing them because I leave before they get up and uh, get home uh, after they go to bed. So, you know, I'm, I'm at a JV game one night. It's like – maybe 34 degrees outside, 8.30 at night. And um, I'm thinking to myself, man, I hadn't seen my kids in three days. And 
and, you know, what am I doing out here, you know, kind of thing, uh, which I had a huge passion for the kids, the baseball on the baseball field and wanted to, to pour into them. But, um, you know, I was thinking, about, I, I've got to do something different. You know, this is just uh, mentally for me, it's too consuming because when I'm at home, you know, I'm thinking about baseball and the next big district game or how to motivate a player who, you know, not not cutting it or whatever. And then when I'm on the field, I'm thinking about my kids and missing my family. So, you know, I, I decided it was time for a change and um, opportunity came to be uh, be assistant principal at Cookville. So, Yeah, I mean, that's tough. Um, I, I, I'm thinking a total of, what, 14 years in baseball? 12 years coaching. But, 12 years But, coaching. you know, playing is a lot more. Yeah. So I mean it it does and it's it's funny you know when you're a coach for that period of time and it, it's getting tougher and tougher to be a coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you know when you know when when you're out there on the field and you're starting to think about time at home and what you're missing, you know that's the time to kind of rethink. And same thing of course happened to me and happens to every coach at some right. point in time. That leads me real quickly to the the latest one that you've got is the head athletic director at Cookville High School and. That was vacated by Steve Robbins, who moved on down to Upperman High School to be the head principal there. And so, how has your first couple of months gone taking over that new role? Uh, it's been been good, busy, uh, good, and you know I've had a lot of questions and picked up the phone and called Steve a lot. Um, you know he he was a awesome example of of a, of a way to to run the program and and Cookville High School as an AD and so I got an opportunity to come alongside him some and see see how he handled certain situations but I'm really looking forward to the opportunity at Cookville. Um, I knew I would get back into the sports realm at some point in some capacity and I always thought that um, I would be an AD someday. I, d- I didn't realize it would be this fast but uh, I'm excited for the opportunity. Well we're excited for you. I'm former CHS alum of course and mm-hmm. excited about you know, the entire program is such good things going on at, at Cookville High School and not only there, but around this whole Upper Cumberland area. So we, we appreciate you coming on short notice, and we're going to have you back a little bit later on, let you get your feet wet a little bit uh, at yeah. Cookville High School with uh, 2,400 kids and a bunch of sports. I know mm-hmm. you're going to be busy this year. So congratulations on that, and good luck in the future, and uh, go Cavs. All right, go Cavs. Thanks, Sam.